This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, episode number 373. And welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast, part of the ConcealedCarry.com network. I am your host, Riley Bowman, and I'm joined today by Jacob Paulson. Yep, I'm here. It's true. What is up? Uh, this. Seriously, tell tell us. Like, give us the like one second, one second, one sentence rundown of what we're doing today. Today we are responding to over 400 questions that have been submitted in just the last like 18 hours relative to how to become a faster and more accurate shooter, and with an emphasis on the use of a shot timer. Yes, there you go. It's going to be an interesting uh, episode. We're going to cover a lot of ground. Uh, there's a high probability we may even go a little longer than an hour. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Um, but I'm really excited about this episode. I'm really excited about all the questions that have come in. In fact, I was, frankly, blown away at the num- just the sheer volume of questions. It's uh, been a lot to go through. And uh, so I can tell you already, folks, if you submitted a question... I can guarantee you we're not getting to all of them, and we may not get to yours, so I apologize. But fortunately, there's many questions that are kind of similar or touch on similar themes uh, or ideas. So you may have asked a question that maybe somebody else also asked, and we may you know, answer it in a roundabout sort of way. But before we get too far along, today's episode is made possible and brought to you by... The new RangeTech Bluetooth Shot Timer launching this week. We are in the middle of this launch of this new Shot Timer product. It is available on our website. Here's a link for you, by the way. ConcealedCarry.com forward slash timer bonus. That link may not be any good after our launch is over, but you can always find the Shot Timer at RangeTechTimer.com. But don't go to RangeTechTimer.com today or this week because this week you want to get and qualify for the special bonuses. We'll talk more about what those are here in a little bit, but you want to qualify for the special bonuses, and we have a even more special bonus for podcast listeners and viewers only. And so you want to go to concealedcarry.com forward slash timer bonus to take advantage of all those bonuses and order your range tech Bluetooth shot timer. So that's the sponsor of the episode today. That's it. And that's kind of the focus of what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about shot timers. We're going to talk about training. We're going to talk about getting better, getting faster. Uh, officially, the title of the episode is like, How to Become a Faster and More Accurate Shooter in 2020. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to it for sure. And I'm looking forward to becoming a better, faster, more accurate shooter in 2020 as well. So Yeah, me too. Maybe this will be the year that I beat you. Mm, good luck with that. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. So, so, so a quick announcement regarding the giveaways. Many of you may have seen an email or text message or something you know from us about this show today. And if you're participating live or if you submitted a question, you have an opportunity to win a prize. So let me quickly clarify how that's going to work today. So we have three prizes we're giving away. First, we're going to give away one of the brand new Range Tech Bluetooth shot timers, valued at $74.99 plus shipping. So that is going to be given away to somebody who submitted a question. Do not have to be present to win. So if you submitted a question, then you're in the pool to win the shot timer. And as we suggested earlier, if you were listening in, 
we are going to be able, we're going to be giving away that shot timer to the question we think is the most interesting or the best question out of the 400 and something questions that we had to go through. And it's truly a blind pick because in the little spreadsheet that I gave Riley to go through these questions, he doesn't see the names of the people who submitted them at all. So that's how that's going to work. And then also we're going to give away a hundred pack of adhesive reactive targets. These are really nice targets valued over $65 as well as a rifle kit from Palmetto state armory. That's basically everything, but the lower receiver for an AR 15 build. It's, it's a valued at two ninety nine, dollars It's a $300 prize. So both the pack of targets and the $299 receipt, uh, a rifle kit, excuse me, will be given away at random to attendees must be present to win at the end of today's show. So yep. at the very end of the show, we will uh, just take everybody who's present, drop them into a random picker and pick two winners. And that's how the giveaways are going to work today. Yep. And so make sure you stick around and also share this live stream today with everybody you know, because it's going to be awesome. And uh, hopefully you want to spread the love and give other your friends and family opportunities as well. Um, but uh, again, we're going to try to make sure we give you good quality content and information today as well, because that is a main focus of the Concealed Carry podcast is bringing high quality, informative, educational content to the masses. So thanks for joining us today, everybody. Again, this is the How to Become a Faster and More Accurate Shooter in 2020 episode. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, the, the timing of this is is not on accident. So I, I guess you know, while we are focused on the content today and we're going to address these answers and we're going to give you some legitimate, true, valuable content, I'll just warning here that we are in the middle of our product launch. The reason we chose to do this particular show now is because this week we're in the middle of our product launch for our shot timer, the Range Tech B2 shot timer. And so you know, obviously don't, you know, You'll have to forgive us if we make some shameless plugs relative to our own product, but we are going to be giving away a lot of great information, uh, you know, just content today and talking generally about this. And uh, that's, that's how this is going to go. Yep. One last thing earlier this week, we sent, or or I guess it was last week, we sent out three videos that are uh, kind of around this idea of how fast is fast enough. Why does speed matter when you're training and practicing with a firearm and how fast you need to be. Uh, those are long videos. They were kind of exclusive uh, to people in our in our subscriber list. And I'm going to share those links on both the YouTube chat as well as on the Facebook comment feed right now. So people have access to those. So if you missed those videos, if you just didn't get access to those last week, they're just good content all about just being a better shooter as well. And I, I'm confident a lot of the people who submitted questions did get a chance to, to view those. So anyway, I'll, I'm going to drop those links in right now. Awesome. But don't drop them in the comments because then people will leave our stream to go watch some stupid video we made last week, which is already outdated. Not important stuff. This is <laughs> this is what's important right here right now. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how to show. <laughs> so so yeah, Jacob will uh, we'll, we'll make sure and we'll make sure in the show notes of yep. this episode and in the description of the Facebook Live. I won't be, be able to get those in until this is over and wrapped up. But we'll make sure that er- that those links are available wherever you are listening or viewing the podcast episode here today. All right, so we promised we would pick a winner right off the bat, right? Up, you know, so again, Jacob explained. You know, we we had all these questions submitted, and I was blown away by the 
400 plus uh, questions that came in from uh, interested viewers and listeners. I uh, did not expect that response at all. And uh, so I was really, really excited. Like, bravo to all of you guys out and gals out there for uh, for submitting some fantastic questions. Uh, admittedly, there are some dumb ones as well. That's okay. We won't pick on you, though. <laughs> but no, but by and large, uh, the questions are fantastic. Uh, but uh, Jacob, uh, you explained that right off the bat in the beginning episode, we're going to pick what we consider the best question. Actually, I don't know if I'm going to say it's the, necessarily the best question. There's a lot of really good questions. This is definitely subjective. Uh, and, and so I know that some of you out there viewing, watching, whatever, listening is going to be like, well, that's not fair or whatever because it's subjective. Uh, but uh, I, I picked a question that piqued my interest more than anything else that I read because I didn't see this coming. It was like completely, you know, <laughs> it just blew me away. Here's the question. What are your thoughts in using a metronome instead of or with a timer? I have found that the metronome makes it easier to establish a rhythm and track my progress as well as incrementally increase my speed. I am a musician. I play the piano at a fairly, you know, fairly high level. Not like professional, but I'm pretty good. But you're serious, yeah. Uh, I sing pretty decent. Uh, my wife, some she, she's a singer as well. I have kids that are very musically inclined, learning violin, piano. I mean, this is just, this is in my blood. My family, my grandmother, my grandfather, my dad, everybody were, were musicians. A metronome is something that I'm very familiar with. <laughs> There's one that sits on the on the piano upstairs in my home here. Um, but I have never thought of using a metronome as a training tool in uh, live fire or dry fire pistol shooting. <laughs> well, then that, that questioner will win the shot timer, and I will look up who actually submitted that one, and I will get them their, their prize. But so what's the answer, Riley? Like, What are my thoughts in using a metronome yeah. instead of a shot timer? Okay, my thoughts are, I, I think that there can be some value in using a metronome, potentially, uh, if someone is interested in learning cadence. Um, by the way, my, my, my views on cadence and, and how we learn or teach that are, are, are evolving a little bit, so I want to caution you about, like, I'm not going to try to get too far into that because I'm still figuring some things out there's i've had some recent revelations that i'm kind of like yeah maybe this is different than what i used to think but um but so a metronome for those that aren't familiar right it's that little tick tock tick tock tick you know uh, that sits on a piano or or whatever the musician would use for uh typically you look at a piece of music and you say hey or the music's written to play to play it or perform it or sing it at 120 beats a minute or 90 beats a minute or whatever it is and so you set the metronome to that and then you play it at that appropriate tempo um so you could use a metronome if you're like if you're trying to make sure that you're learning uh, a very precise cadence. Like if you're trying to push yourself to go a little bit faster, a little bit faster, a little bit faster, I could see how that could be used. Now here's, here's the downside I think to a metronome. I, I don't know if you'd be able to really hear it while you're shooting a gun. Now you could, you could listen to it before you shot a string of fire. 
you, so you could say, okay, this time I'm going to try to go at two shots per second, which would be like tick, 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 something like that, right? Somewhere That's ballpark. Uh, and then maybe you're like, okay, I'm going to now increase that tempo. Let's go to three shots a minute, which would be, what would that be? That'd be like 180. No, that's trying to do too much math as I'm trying to do a podcast. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah, I, the brain's like totally fried right now. But like tick, 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 tick. That would be about three shots a second. So I could see that someone playing a metronome, listening to that, kind of ingraining that tempo in, in, in into your brain, and then you try to match that tempo in your shooting. All right. Now the the challenge there is that you know outside of whether or not it helps you learn cadence or not, it doesn't actually report back on whether or not you followed the tone at all. Right? right, so you're 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 just hoping that you're you know you're you're following that cadence of of fire, but you don't actually know if you even matched it properly or not. Right. Yep. And then that's the thing, and that's why the the idea this idea of using a metronome, uh, it, while it could be used as a tool to learn a cadence of sorts, uh, and and maybe even like you could keep advancing the speed of that to a point that you kind of can't keep up with it. And you, and in that way, you'd sort of learn what your limit of current capacity or performance is. Um, but, uh, but it doesn't record anything. And that's the advantage of a shot timer. A shot timer is a little computer that's picking up on those shots and is recording them very precisely. And so that you can actually go back and you can review. So a shot timer is measuring performance in terms of time or speed that's that's what it is that's what it does it it doesn't lie it doesn't you know it doesn't tell you anything more than that really either it it gives you a readout of what you actually performed in terms of time and that recording feature that's the big advantage so metronome could be used in some ways i've never imagined about you know the idea of that until now thank you to whoever asked the question um but it's very limited because we we don't get a record of what our actual performance is a, a metronome you could think of it you could set that, that metronome and say this is my ideal performance i would i would do this and i would shoot this and it would occur in this time frame you know based on the number of beats or whatever this metronome but that's a theoretical in the future like this is what i think i'm going to try to do it's theoretical as opposed to a shot timer is going to give you the actual reality of how you performed okay Ready for the next question? Fire away. All right. So this is one that uh, we picked out of the list here, and I really like this one. The question is, which is more important for shooting, speed and accuracy, practicing at home or on the shooting range? So I think there's really, it's really two questions in one, and uh, the first one is, is most relevant to our topic today, but you know, which is more important, speed or accuracy? And then following that up, the other question is, you know, practicing at home or on the range? I want to ask you, what do you think is more important? Speed yeah, so this is a hard accuracy? one. Because the the ne- neither of them are really directly the thing you're practicing. If we're being honest, right? Like if, if we're being ac- honest, you don't practice accuracy. What you're really practicing is is fundamentals without any pressure. So that, at least this is how I think of it, right? So when when you say accuracy, if you say Jacob, I want you to go. I want you to look at the target. I want you to slow fire as slow as you need to. I want you to get perfect hits right in the bullseye. I want you to shoot five in a row. I'm I'm not I'm not practicing the theory of how to hit a bullseye. I already know how that works. You line up the sights and then you press the trigger without disturbing the gun. That hits the bullseye every time. The, the What I'm practicing are the fundamentals that allow me to execute that. It's about grip. It's about trigger manipulation. It's about sight acquisition. 
right? And it's 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 about those simple simple fundamental things. And if if other things are involved too, like if I'm drawing from the holster or if I'm doing if I'm transitioning from one target to another, then there's some other things involved. But ultimately, the fundam the fundamentals are what allow me to be accurate. But the fundamentals also are what allow me to be fast. So what we generally find is when we when we get a shooter, you know, that comes into a class or a training scenario, whatever it might be, and we start slow and then we speed things up and we see how their accuracy is disrupted by us putting time pressure on them. What we're really doing is exposing flaws in the fundamentals. We're not we're not saying, oh my gosh, you are so accurate unless we make you go fast. No, 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 no. What what it is is that you have a deficiency that is not manifest until you're under pressure. And so when I think of, you know, which is more important, speed or accuracy, I don't think of them as being separate things. I think that your your mastery of the fundamentals allows you to be accurate and fast. And when we force you to speed up or put you under pressure in other ways, then we see a drop in for performance, which is simply a manifestation of some lack of mastery of fundamentals. That's how I think of it. Yeah. Um, my response would be that neither one is more important than the other. Uh, they, they are two things that are kind of on opposite ends of the spectrum from, you know, they, they, they don't work together. They work against each other. We're, we're human beings. Uh, we can only do so much, right? Like we can, typically we can be very accurate or we can be really fast, but it's, it's a lot more challenging to try to, to mix the two, right? Um, and now with increased skill, we can typically bring those two things closer together. Like if you imagine these on like a, if I, if I put these on a line and, and we, we label that line, it's a spectrum of speed and accuracy. Well, for a lesser skilled shooter, the speed and accuracy components on opposite ends are a lot farther apart for a lesser skilled shooter, the more skilled you become, the closer they come so that you, you there's less of a degradation in accuracy, the more you go fast. And there's, uh, you know, well, that, that's, that's really, that's really what I'm trying to say. So, um, it, these are two, two kind of competing ideals, but neither one is more important than an other because they have different places and different times and different uses. So uh, I saw a comment in Facebook. Someone said, well, accuracy is more important because it, it doesn't matter how fast you are if you miss a target. But I could flip that right around and say, well, it doesn't matter how accurate you are if you don't get it done in time, right? Like, let's just say, theoretically, I'm faced with a, an armed robber. And theor so theoretically, I have two seconds until he shoots me. Well, I could fire the most awesome headshot right right above the nose, right between the eyes, and drop him dead right there. But if I can't get it done in less than two seconds, what good does it matter? You know, or, or what good does it do? Right? So so that's why like we there, there's all you always hear these different, you know, uh ideas thrown out there. Well, accuracy is more important, speed's more important. No, 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 no. What's important is what it takes to get the job done for the particular circumstance or situation that you're in. I'll, I'll add one thing. Cause I think you, you know, you took a different angle than I did and that's fine, but I'll just add this one thought. There's, there's two different sides of this, right? In terms of the, what you have to practice and, and the skill you have to build. One is just the, the absolute actual fundamental shooting skills, the, the ability to do what has to be done. But the other side is the ability to know what needs to be done, right? The ability to assess a situation and say at this distance, at that size of target, 
uh, and given the the tactical parameters of my of the situation and what I need to get done, how long do I does it, what do I have to do? Do I do I need to get a perfect sight picture? Do I need to get a gross sight picture? Uh, do I need you know like uh, the the ability to assess the situation and make a good shooting decision is its own skill beyond the actual, the actual fundamental you know management of the gun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I I agree with all that. Um, but again, so so I just want to I just want to iterate that the where where my mind is at these days, you either work on speed or you work on accuracy, but it's very challenging to work on both. Let me give you an example. So Jacob, let me let's say we set up a B eight bullseye downrange, and I say Jacob. I want you to hit all, you know, you got to get at least in the 10 ring, all shots in the 10 ring or better. Better is like a B8 has an X ring and a 10 ring. 10 ring is still scored the same as an X ring, except that when we're trying to do a tiebreaker, we count the X ring hits and whoever has the most X ring bullseyes, you know, that, that you know, but the, the scoring is actually the same. Okay. So Jacob, the task is draw your gun, put five rounds in at least the 10 ring or better. All right, go. What would you do? Uh, uh, what's the distance? I missed the distance. Uh, it doesn't really matter, but let's say it's uh, seven yards. Seven yeah. yards, B8 target, 10 ring, go. Yeah, so I'm going to have what a pretty gross sight picture. I'm going to draw pretty fast. I'm going to just superimpose. Well, stop the, the, right the, there. Did I say anything about speed? What did I tell you to do? Hit the 10 just, ring or better. Yeah, sure. Good I point. didn't say anything about speed. Did, oh, you didn't did say I? anything about speed. Right? I wasn't I thinking. A, I gave you a, yeah, exactly. You're so focused. So I gave you a task of your job is to hit 10 ring or better, everything mm. on that B8 target. Right? Now, sure. Jacob, uh, Jacob, your job is to hit the 10 ring or better, but now do it in two seconds or less from the holster. Yeah. So, yeah, understand right? the instructions, right? The first round, I'm probably going to sight in with a really precise sight picture right on the X, mm -hmm. even though I have a very generous target and I'm going to slow fire and, and try and hit it, right? But when you tell me I got to do it in two seconds or less, I'm just going to superimpose the gun like over the general target area and I'm going to lock down my grip and just let it rip. Yeah. And the reality is letting it rip at seven yards on something like the 10 ring is like two inches in diameter. It's not very big. Uh, you're, you're not going to get all five rounds in that 10 ring no. in, in two seconds or less from the holster. It's just not going to happen. Uh, and, and so my point here is, is that sometimes we set ourselves up for a failure. We say, I'm going to do this thing and I'm going to do it like this and I'm going to have a shot timer involved. And we get done and we're like, well, wait a minute. Did, did I actually get better? Did I actually perform better than I did last time? And when we have accuracy and speed mixed together, that's a really hard thing to measure. Uh, it, but it's a lot easier if we look at, okay, here's accuracy. Did I meet the accuracy standard or not? You either did or you did not. And then on the other end, you got a speed component. Did I meet the speed standard or not? You either did or you did not. You mix the two and it starts to become, there are ways we can bring the two together. But for most shooters, uh, they, they kind of get lost in their training, in their practice, because they'll do certain things, but they don't really understand where they're breaking down. They don't understand what they lack. And the skills are different between shooting accurately and shooting fast. Mm-hmm. Right. So ready for the next one? Yep. All right. Does it take there's and actually this is probably one of the more common themes among all the questions. A lot of people ask a question similar to this. Does it take two people to use a shot timer? 
Can a shot timer be used mm. by one person or do you need a second person to trigger the timer? Yeah. Um, well, so pretty much all of the shot timer products on the market, uh, I, I'm not 100% familiar with all of them, so I can't say definitively they all do this, but I, I think they pretty much all do. The ones I'm familiar with do. And what that is is they all have a feature that allows you to have a delayed start. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is, and the reason for that feature existing is so that you can run a shot timer on just yourself. Uh, so, so the idea being that obviously, if I'm trying to measure my draw speed, my draw to my first shot, for instance, uh, it, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense for me to try to hit that button, you know, and then draw like, <laughs> it, like it, it, that doesn't really work well. I want to be set in my position. Maybe I'm doing a. Uh, hands above my shoulders, you know, start or, sure. or or some kind of you know surrender position start. Well, you can't hit the button at the same time and do that, right? So, so a, a, a delayed start means that I can hit that button and it can be programmed to start in two seconds, three seconds, four seconds, or some of them even have a feature that you can have it between parameters, like have it start between three and five seconds randomly, and it'll pick a random time frame between that three and five second window, and. So then I hit the button, I get in position, and then at some point the, the the timer goes beep, and then I begin. So yes, you can absolutely run and use a a shot timer very effectively uh, by yourself. In fact, I that's how I use a shot timer the most often. Yep, and you know th- this is an example. So here I have opened the Range Tech app for our for our timer, and you can see the start delay is turned on right now. I have it set to uh, go on. You know between three and three seconds. So in this case, I know that the delay is going to be exactly three seconds, but I could change this and say between three and six seconds. So now I can't perfectly predict when the beep's going to go live. I hit I hit go, I hit start on the timer, and then anywhere between three and six seconds, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hear the beep. I'm going to hear the go signal. And so that's how that works. And something that is nice about our shot timer, this is one of those shameless plug moments, is that I can choose to show the start delay countdown timer on the display itself. So I can choose, you know, when I have this set up, for example, so I have this, it's turned on right now, so I'll show you. Okay, so if I hit if I hit start, I'm going to hit start on the timer, then I see the countdown delay, and that was like, what, three and a half seconds or something? And there's the go signal. I'm going to do it again, it'll be a different time. So that was like four and a half something seconds. But obviously, if I have this phone set up on a tripod on the range where I can see it, then that makes it really easy to predict. I can look at it like, all right, I'm almost there, I'm almost there, it's go time. And so traditionally, you would not do that. Traditionally, what I would do is turn off the feature to show that delay countdown timer. And so now what's going to happen is I'm going to hit the go the go button. And it, it's counting down, but I don't know how long that countdown is. Yep. And then I get the start beep. So that's, that's traditionally how you would operate a shot timer uh, on your own without a second person. Uh, now that said that there's, you know, it's very easy, obviously to run a shot timer with the second person. You can, you know, put the timer. In fact, I'll add frankly that this probably is a, a massive benefit of the range tech shot timer because traditionally a shot timer is a one single unit thing. So if, if me and Riley are on the range together and we want to run the shot timer as two, uh, you know, if I want to, if I want to run it with him, then what we would normally do with a traditional shot timer is I would stand behind him. I would hold this over your head, Riley, and I would hit go, you know, I hit the button. We'd hear the beep. After some delay between three and six seconds, there it is. And then you'd shoot, 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 and I'd be holding this over you, you know, so we picked up the the information. Or you'd clip this on your belt, and you'd run it yourself. 
But with the with the range tech timer, something that's kind of nice is I can clip this onto Riley uh, as the shooter, and then I can stand behind the firing line with my phone, and I can control it from the app, and hit, I can hit start, and I can see the times as they come in, so we don't ever have to you know do any any of that work. So it's kind of a nice feature. Yeah, it it really is the range tech Bluetooth shot timer. I mean, you, you see that in the name of the product is Bluetooth. It, it, that's a critical component because it uses Bluetooth con- to connect to a mobile device. And that just opens up the world in terms of possibilities to what you can do with this shot timer and the ways you can use and operate it. Because with your traditional shot timers, you're limited to uh, clipping it to yourself and running it. And that's fine. That works a lot of times. Uh, or if you are running a shooter and you're you're holding the shot timer, well, you got to make sure you're right. You know, you're close enough to them to pick up their last shot when they're finishing a drill, for instance. Uh, sometimes, you know, anyone that shoots matches knows or has probably experienced a a uh, uh, a stage uh, where you know the stage uh, uh, the range officer the RO gets in your way as you're trying to move to positions or something like that happens and a lot of times you get a reshoot as a result of that but what if you're on a really you're doing a really awesome job and all of a sudden the RO interferes with you right so that's been a limitation of traditional shot timers for for many 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 years the range tech bluetooth shot timer gives you so many options as far as well I can start it from the button on the shot timer I can start it from the button on the phone I can clip it to the shooter I can hold it myself but I mean just anything you can imagine as far as how to run it you can run it yeah and i just see a lot of questions in here about you know i guess we just did a demo out of context so for those people who are asking the question when you purchase the range tech shot timer you're purchasing the actual timer the hardware itself okay but then you download a free app that is available either on google play or the or the apple app store depending on what phone you have you download the free app to your phone and then they connect via bluetooth it's a real simple thing so that that's you know the you don't, you're not buying two devices. You're just buying the shot timer and then you're downloading the free companion app so that you can manipulate the shot timer and see all of the, the data from the shot timer on your device. Yep. You know what, Jacob? I, I kind of feel like we should do a really quick overview of a couple of like the basic features and how to like to tell you what, tell you what. Here, here's what I'm thinking. Um, I want to just show how easy it is to connect and start up this uh, shot timer. All right. So it will just, cause I think this will probably answer a few other questions for some of our uh, uh, viewers and, and or listeners. So for those that are listening to the audio only recording of this podcast, I'll do my best to describe what I'm doing. But as Jacob explained uh, for the range tech Bluetooth shot timer, you buy the shot timer unit itself and then you download the free app and it'll always be the app will be, is free and will always be free on the phone and you get it there on your phone it's available on iPhone and Android devices works on tablets as well and so in fact I use it all the time with my iPad which is awesome because it has a huge huge display I can put it down range and and I can see the times and everything really 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 well so all I got to do is launch the shot timer app the range tech app so I just launch that app and it's going to ask for me to turn on my shot timer. It says it needs a Range Tech Pro shot timer. And I turn that on. And then it, and this is probably not showing up on the video as well. There we go. Now we can see it. It's the uh, exposure. And we turn that on, connect it to the timer device. 
and now we're connected. And that's like literally how easy it is, it is to set this thing up. A lot of people make the mistake. They think they need to go into their Bluetooth settings on their phone and, you know, turn things on there and connect things there and do all this stuff. No, no, no. Just no, you go. don't have to pair something. You don't have to put in a code. You just, yep. just launch the app and then turn on the timer. It'll pop up. Each, each timer has a serial number. Right now, there are four-digit serial numbers. So you'll see your timer pop up in the list in case there's multiple people who have one at the range. You tap on the button to say, that's the one I want to connect to, and you're good to go. Whammo. Yep, just that simple. And then as far as running the app, over here in the upper corner is just one of those little menu-looking icon things, and you just tap that anytime you want to access the menu. And that's where you're going to have all the different settings. You can change. So I know one question we have, Jacob, that I saw was, can I, can I, can I use this timer? Can I set it up to use the timer, particularly like say on an indoor range where I have other shooters that are nearby? Can I set this up and be able to run drills for myself where it picks up my shots and my shots only, but not somebody that's just on the other side of a barrier, like three feet away shooting right there in the next lane over? And the answer is yes, because just a few days ago, I was at, at an indoor range, and all I did is I went into the sensitivity adjustment. I went into that and trying to get it to where the camera will pick it up. And right there, you see the sensitivity adjustment. I just changed it to be less sensitive. And I think I had to boost it from the 400 mark is the default sensitivity setting. I think I had to set it at about 600. And then I had the shot timer just right in front of me on the table on the indoor range. And I tested it and I had a shooter on my right and I had a shooter on my left and it did not pick up their shots, yeah. but it picked up my shots. So I was able to run drills where it only was concerning me. I didn't get any false well, I, I had to play with, with sensitivity a little bit because I, I think I initially went up to like 500 or 550 and occasionally it would pick up a false read from one of the other shooters. So I bumped it up a little bit more and it worked beautifully. Yeah, or bump, bumped it down or however you want to think about it. Yeah, oh, yeah. another, another the slider. Feature. That's yeah. the thing. It, yeah. The slider makes it you feel like because you, yeah, you're, you're, it's, you're it's the pushing up it direction, up, but for... you're turning down. It's weird. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, and most and most, uh, you know, to be to be fair, most shot timers on the market, competing shot timers, also have sensitivity adjustment. Like you, I don't know of one that doesn't. Um, another feature, though, that Range Tech has, and this is not true of all the shot timers out there, is it has an anti-echo mode. And this is particularly helpful indoors. That's another thing I would make sure. It's turned on by default, but if you're having issues in indoor range, I would make sure the anti-echo is turned on. Because obviously, you know, gunfire echoes really loudly in, indoors. And so it, you fire, and it could almost count that shot twice, right? It, it first picks up the initial noise coming from the gun, and then it, it also can pick up an echo. So by turning on anti-echo, it will dismiss, you yeah. know, the, the echo and, and only count the actual shot. It, and it's actually turned on by default on the Range Tech uh, app. Yeah. Uh, and there's a lot of shot timers actually use this principle. Here, here's how the anti-echo actually works. You'll see by default in the app, it's set to 0.11 seconds. And what that is, is is it the shot timer ignores shots that are any faster than like they occur. Like imagine this. Imagine you had a trigger finger that you could actually shoot 0.09 splits. Yeah, you're Lena Michalek. Sure. <laughs> the, the the shot timer wouldn't pick up half your shots because you're just you're too fast. Because the anti-echo is actually ignoring, you know, like it picks up a shot and it it assumes that you can't shoot faster than 0.11 seconds. And so those those echo sounds that sometimes occur in indoor ranges, that they might be closer together as far as I shoot 
but the sound bounces off the wall, you know, 20 feet to my left and the, sh- you know, the shot timer picks that up. That That's what that anti-echo setting is all about. If you mm-hmm. have issues, typically you're going to want to bump that up slightly, but just be aware that as you start getting close to like 0.16, 0.17, 0.18, some of you faster trigger manipulators uh, might get to where, you know, it starts missing some of your shots. Yeah. Typically, if I need to change the anti-echo setting, I'm not going above 0.13 and it's still in it, it. That usually fixes any echo problems that I have. Well, you're 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 pretty hardcore in the trigger. Uh, this is I'm going to segue us to the next question because it's kind of along the same lines. And this is another one we saw a lot of commonality, a lot of questions along these lines. And the question, like if I had to summarize it, it is basically, what do we do about indoor range restrictions relative to training this kind of thing? You know, the range may not allow you to rapid fire. Uh, the range may not allow you to draw from the holster. Uh, the range may you know, have any sort of, the, you know, these kinds of restrictions. And so what are some drills we might recommend or other best practices when dealing with an indoor range? Yeah, you know, and I, I saw a comment and, and I apologize to our Facebook and YouTube viewers because uh, I, I, there's a ton of comments and a ton of, ton of questions coming in and I really appreciate it. And because of all the questions we had pre-submitted, it's just not possible for us to see and get to everything. But I saw somebody else asking about uh, they had an indoor range where they spend their time shooting, and because they can't do fast work from the holster in this indoor range, and that's kind of a common policy for a lot of indoor ranges, unfortunately. Um, policies vary. You know, there are some that will allow you to do things from the holster and go fast and stuff, but you got to maybe go through like a, almost like a qualification course first, or uh, like one range that I that I've been to. If you were a law enforcement officer, you could show your credentials, and they'd be like, "You're good to go." And if you weren't, then you could go through a special class and, and they called it like their draw class. And it's like an hour long and you just learn how to draw from a holster quickly and well, you, safely first. And then, you know, they kind of work with you and allow you to, to go faster. And so anyway, so the, the, the uh, Facebook comment I saw a little bit ago was about someone picking up his gun on the table and presenting out to the target and shooting. And he kind of asked, like, what do you think about that? And I, I'm thinking, you know what? That's pretty good because that's what you are able to do for the range where you are at and, and comply with the rules that they have there. Um, I think it's always ideal to try to find a range where we can practice everything that we want to that we think is important. And I definitely think practicing drawing from a holster is important. Uh, but if for whatever reason you just don't have that capability or that limitation is present at your local range, then you got to do what you can do. Uh, You know, practice starting from a low ready, practice starting from the table, practice starting in the the irony there, there, by the way, of picking up guns from the table is, is kind of funny because uh, it's almost more unsafe to pick a gun up off a table quickly and try to shoot to just grab it from a holster. But that's all my thoughts too. But (laughs) But anyway, uh, you know, so do what you can do, you know, And, and it is what it is. My hope would be that maybe you can go to the range once a week and that range doesn't allow you to come out of the holster, but maybe once a month or once every other month, you make it a priority to go a little bit further to a different range, to an outdoor range or a private range or whatever, where you can do that other stuff. And then make sure you're getting, you're, you're balancing your training with a lot of, you're, you're basically augmenting it with a lot of dry fire at home to make sure you're not losing out on the development of those other skills. Yeah. The other thing I was going to add, I think you made a good point about the dry fire, about, you know, occasionally getting to a different range. One last thought I would have is that there's other ways to push your um, abilities and that would be distance and size of target. So if I'm at a place where, you know, I see a comment here from someone who says that their range, they can't shoot more than it, than one shot per three seconds. Oh my God. I, I would put a, I mean, I, I, I guarantee you right now I would that drive farther. Sh- that makes me want to put a bullet through my head. That's so painful sounding. 
Okay, I'm joking. That that wasn't literal. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was a that was an expression by Riley. That, Just that, you know, that, in the context so, of the concealed carry podcast. That's so insane. That's crazy. That's crazy. You can't but, shoot but, more than once every three seconds. I'm sorry, I brought it up, Riley. Calm down. So, <laughs> sorry. The the point is that you can figure out other ways to push yourself. So, for example, shooting once every three seconds to me is painfully slow. But if if that was the restriction I had, well, maybe then I would use smaller targets at greater distance. So sure. that uh, you know, it's not it's not a perfect you know uh, algorithm. It's not a perfect equation of if I'm if I'm trying to train a certain cadence or I'm trying to train a certain skill, and normally I would do quarter second uh, split sh- splits between shots or you know whatever it is. And so now I'm going to push the target out five times further and make it twice as small. It's not it does it doesn't perfectly solve my training need, but it it is better than nothing. So figure out other ways to challenge yourself, and that would be another another tip I would have. Yep. All right. Yep. Before we take any more questions, I'll take a, a quick second here. And I just want to tell everybody why it's really critical that if this sounds important to you, if you are interested in the range tech shot timer or in shot timers, and, and these things we're talking about, why it's important you act now or convince a significant other to act now on your behalf, you know, because Christmas is coming up. This, the range tech shot timer and Riley, will you will you push up that chart from that shottimer.com website? Yeah, the range the, the range tech shot timer is only $74.99. And if you're if you're participating on our video right now, you can see the MSRP value of all the other competing shot timers in the market. And I will I'll just tell you that right now the cheapest shot timer out there other than this one is $109.99. So $110 is the cheapest option you have other than the range tech shot timer, and, which is and, only $74.99. And that $110 shot timer is a cheap Chinese made one. Yeah, it's not cool. So so traditionally, you're really going to spend $130 to $150 plus to get a shot timer. That's what it's always been. That's what it's been for decades. <laughs> On this chart, there, by the way, are six shot timers. They're made by like four companies. Okay, so just, just in case you're curious, it's a monopoly. Before the Range Tech shot timer came out from us, there were like three companies that made all shot timers. It's it's it is the by definition it is a monopoly, mm. and so when we when we came up with this timer we didn't say how much can we charge for it we said uh, how how little can we charge for it, and so this is priced at seventy four ninety nine and that is the permanent price it's not, that's that's what it's always going to be. However, this week through this Friday December thirteenth by end of day eleven fifty nine p.m. Mountain Time, in, if you purchase a range tech shot timer during our product launch, in addition to getting the timer, you're going to get some other pretty sweet stuff. It always comes with a power cable. I'm sure I got one sitting around here on my desk somewhere. It always comes with a charging cable because it's got a USB rechargeable battery. So you just plug it in to recharge it. Okay. But it, it, it comes with the cable. It all it comes with some instructions. But right now, if you buy before the end of the week, you're also going to get this. This is a, uh, you know, a little portable charger. A lot of people have these, you know, to recharge your phone or something like that. Now, this this will fully recharge the shot timer once. The shot timer on its own, if it's fully charged, will run a full day. It'll run eight hours of normal use at, at the range. But maybe you forget to charge it before you go to the range. Uh, it's been sitting in your range bag for two weeks and you forgot to pull it out and charge it. You're on your way to the range and it's dead. You can plug it into this. Or maybe your shot timer is charged, but your phone's dead because you've been running it all day. Recharge it. So you get right now with the Range Tech Power Bank. Uh, this has a retail value of about twenty bucks, and it's free right now this week when you buy the Range Tech Shot Timer. In addition to the timer and the instructions and the power cable and the free power bank, also if you buy this week, you're going to get a DVD sent to you. Now this this I'm holding up a DVD here. That's it's not actually this DVD because the DVD we're going to send you we don't have them yet. We're waiting for them to come off of the press. 
but you're going to get a DVD and it's called handgun shooting drills volume one. And it's a training DVD that's perfect to pair with the timer. Uh, Riley, you're the instructor on that DVD, but it's basically 15 drill videos, industry standard drills, what they are, how to set them up, how to run them, and then how to work to improve your skills at those. And of those 15 drills, I think 14 of them, of course, require a shot timer. But this is a this is a really good training video program. Uh, it's it's over. I think it's an hour. It's between an hour and a half and two hours long. And we will send it to you in high definition video on a DVD. And for those of you who are like, I don't have a DVD player anymore, and we hear that a lot. But some of you really like these DVDs. But for those of you who don't have a DVD player anymore, you'll also be able to stream it. You'll have access to go online and watch all these videos uh, from concealedcarry.com or from our app. Not the Range Tech app, our other app, the concealedcarry.com app. So that's that's the deal. Right now, this week, through end of day on Friday, you can get your shot timer plus free power bank rechargeable portable thingy plus DVD handgun shooting drills all for just $74.99 plus shipping. I think the shipping is five bucks. So call it $80. You're into it, 80 bucks, and you get it all. Now, here's the bonus. There's a special bonus. That, that's that's true for anybody who goes and buys it right now. But because you're on our podcast uh, right now, we have an extra bonus for podcast listeners and viewers. And that is this. After you make your purchase, after you check out, and if you've already made your placed your order, by the way, you're still, you still qualify, okay? After you qualify, after you check out, all you got to do is forward us your email receipt, send it to podcast at concealedcarry.com, forward us your receipt, and we will, in addition to your shot timer, to your power bank, and to your DVD, we will also send you a free tactical pen valued at 20 bucks. It's a nice, solid, good tactical pen. In fact, hold on. I have one here. I just realized it's handy. Here it is. This is the tactical pen we're going to send you. Uh, it's got a really aggressive glass breaker on the top. It's really solid. It's a ballpoint pen. It's really good. So I, I, I just can't emphasize enough how urgent it is that you move on this. In addition to this only going through the end of the day of, of Friday, you know, Friday, 11.59 p.m. is last chance to order and get all these bonuses. I'll add that right now we just only have enough shot timers uh, in, in our facility manufactured, ready to go. That we're gonna, we can promise, we can guarantee that the first 250 of these ordered, you'll get it by Christmas. The first 250, you'll get it by Christmas. Okay, if if you are not in the first 250, even if you order before the end of day on Friday, even if you get get it done in time within the launch, you'll get all the bonuses. We just can't guarantee when you're going to get all this stuff in the mail. It, it's probably not going to be till after Christmas. So the first 250 people will get it before Christmas, along with all the bonuses. So act now. I would get it done ASAP today so that you know, and we have not hit the 250 threshold, by the way, so there's still room there to ensure you get it by Christmas. Uh, but we we are over 100, and we're, we're coming up on 200-ish, I think. So move quickly, place your order, and uh, we really appreciate everyone's business. And yeah, so we, please get it done. Yeah. Wow. Well, there you go. Uh, there's lots of great reasons to... Uh, Get a shot timer. Um, you know, we've 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 kind of touched touched on a few things here. I just wanted to give a little bit of a my own kind of personal narrative uh, monologue of sorts with this. Uh, you know, when I first grew up and started learning how to shoot, everything I learned initially, Jacob, was learning to shoot accurately. Sure, right? it was kind of the traditional NRA five fundamentals stuff. Yeah, you know, and and I think that's you know, that, that's not a bad thing. Like we don't hand a gun to somebody and say. Go to town, have fun, you know, do a mag dump, you know, like, uh, so, uh, 
you know, but but learning the fundamentals and how to shoot accurately, I do think is probably where our focus should be to start because it, it it's hard to go fast and then have to learn how to slow down and be accurate. Like it's much easier to learn the fundamentals and learn how to shoot correctly and properly and then start picking up the speed. Anyway, for a long time though, you know, this was, this was the, let me just describe to you my typical range trip when I went to the range. This is going back. Oh gosh. You know, uh, probably around the, uh, the early days of my, you know, my, 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 my marriage, almost 50, basically 15 years ago. Uh, so this would be true of then even. I, I'd grab my stuff, grab the range bag, grab the ammo, grab the guns, go to the range, put up a target. And a lot of times my targets consisted of a, uh, pop cans and, and soup cans and pop bottles and, you know, because I was mostly shooting for fun. And, and, and I would say that most of my shooting was probably to be accurate because I'd set up targets and I would just kind of, okay, let's see if I can hit that thing. You know, I think there was probably times I would try to go kind of fast, but when you don't really know how fast is fast, then it's kind of an irrelevant thing. It's, it's, it's just this, you know, it's like smoke, you know, it just, yeah. Uh, so, so my point is, is that for me, a typical range trip, most of the time was going to the range, going through a box of t- or two of ammo uh, and seeing if I was hitting the bullseye or not. It was basically an accuracy test. And that's not a bad thing. Okay. But then later on, as I started uh, learning things more in a tactical environment, when time started to become more of a thing, like when you start thinking in the context of, hmm, I might have to use this gun and defend my life or the life of my loved ones with it. And that might be something that happens in a few seconds, not where I'm taking as much time as I want to try to hit the bottle cap off of a pop bottle, you know, at 25 yards. Like that's, that's a completely irrelevant skill to defending my, the lives of my family with it. And so starting to introduce the speed component, uh, you know, I, I, as I, as I think back now, I, I kind of recognize that there was a time it was like, well, I guess I'm fast, but I don't really know how fast. I, and I start at some point I became aware, aware of the idea of a shot timer, but I didn't really understand what they did or why I needed one or if I needed one. I saw competitive shooters using them thinking, oh, okay, all right, well, whatever, you know, but didn't really know what I would do with one. Fast forward a few years, and as I had gotten more training, as I started shooting uh, in, in in a more competitive sort of manner, I hadn't really gotten into competitive shooting yet, but was just I was starting to do some drills and things that had like a time component to them. Well, then I realized one day, I'm like, well, how do I actually know? Like, I actually remember going to the range once and with a with a stop watch and thinking, <laughs> yeah. okay, I'm going to run this drill and it says I'm supposed to be able to get this done in 10 seconds. Okay. Hit the stopwatch. And I think it was just one on my, on my, on my watch, you know? So like, so actually that works okay. Cause I can push it here and then quickly, you know, draw or do my thing. Right. Okay. Push the stopwatch. Start. Go. Bang, 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 bang. You know, and you get done shooting and you get a quick look at your stopwatch. Did I get done in time? <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> it's kind of a, a dumb, silly thing. And uh, uh, so I eventually invested in a shot timer. And that just opened a whole new world mm-hmm. because then you can start pushing yourself in ways that you never have. 
Yeah, it, it changes it changes things too because for those of you who are listening, like you need to understand, this isn't just about the time from the beginning of the drill to the time of the ex- at the end of the drill. It's also about all the individual things. For example, I can run a drill and say, "Oh my gosh, um, that my 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 draw speed on this was really fast, but then my subsequent shots were really slow." Or I threw that first shot; it was a miss, and I can see here looking at my split times that I rushed that one. My split time from first, you know from draw to first shot was too fast, but then I can see that the subsequent shots slowed down. I went from 0.2 seconds to 0.35 seconds between shots, and I brought those back in. I hit the target, so I know that that's my threshold right now. My current skill level is so. It's all those little things. Uh, it's eh. Yeah, it's it yeah. matters. You ready for another question, Riley? Yep, I am ready. All right. This is right up your alley. What are some small fixes or techniques a shooter can practice to shave 0.01 seconds off his or her time? That's not a lot of time. That's what the question let's, said. Let's let's just address the question of what are some things we can do or practice. Uh, I'm actually trying to. There it is. What are small fixes or techniques a shooter can practice to shave time off of whatever it is? Okay. Um, point point oh one. That I mean. Can it make a difference? I suppose, um, but uh, but here's what I, what I want to focus on. The, one of the advantages of a shot timer. Okay, so so I want to caution you about using shot timers in the right way. So so sometimes there are shooters that will use a shot timer, and they'll think, okay, I'm trying to get down to 0. .20 or 0. .18 or 0. .16 splits. Well, well, why are you trying to get down to those splits? Like, what what is that? What does that do for you? Does it just prove to you that you can work that trigger that fast, or what? Like, like, what, but what is it actually doing for you? Uh, I don't use a shot timer to say, "What were my splits?" Oh, 0.22. Oh man, I just got to go a little faster. Get 0.20. No, my my focus is achieving the acceptable limit of accuracy in. And a you know a standard amount of time, like say build drill, six shots, seven yards on a, either an IDPA eight inch you know down zero center target whatever it's a circle eight inch circle or a USPSA metric six by eleven inch you know rectangle in the center. Uh, it's six shots in one of those hit zones. In the the gold or the, really the pro standard is get it done in two seconds or less, right? Um, I don't look at that and then be like, what were my splits? I'm looking at that and asking the question, why did I not get that done in the time frame that I wanted to? So the other day I was shooting a build drill at 10 yards and uh, I, I, I did pretty well, but I recognized looking at the data. So this is important. You need, and, and this comes with time and experience, uh, but I was looking at the data and I'm like, okay, what could I do that would have gone faster? Because to be honest with you, I don't think I could have pulled the trigger faster and still maintain an acceptable level of accuracy. What I realized is that my draw to first shot was 1.22 to 1.26 seconds. And I thought, boy, that's probably my biggest opportunity. So here's the thing with shot timers. When you're looking at times, especially when you're shooting a drill and you're trying to analyze things, the the things that have the biggest chunks of time are the easiest things to shave time off of, right? Makes sense, right? Because let's say that you are down at 0.18 splits. Well, it's you might get 0.17, you might get 0.16, you might get 0.15 or even 0.14 occasionally if you're really pushing it. But 
that's a small increment of time, right? But I can shave a lot of time off a draw from 1.26 and I can try to get that down to a second and that's a whole quarter second that I've shaved off. Now, to be honest with you, 10, 10 yards drawing to a target, 1.1 and a quarter seconds is, is nothing to snuff at. That's, you know, that's pretty quick. But I'm looking at it and going, where can I improve the most? Where I can improve the most is getting that gun out and on target and seeing those sites where I need to see them and taking that first shot. I, that's the biggest chunk of time. That's where I can say sh shave off time. So rather than focusing, so that's how, so you see how I kind of got on a roundabout way of answering this question and probably not in the way this person expected, but I'm not really focused on trying to shave off 0.01 seconds. I'm focused on trying to shave off the biggest chunks of time. Those are your biggest opportunities. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to kick off our next question here. Cause I think it's so important that this next question says, you know, I'm again, I'm grabbing several questions and I'm chunking them together, but it's a variation of, you know, does can only an advanced shooter get, get value out of a shot timer and also something along the lines of how, how does a shot timer actually make me a better shooter? And mm -hmm. I think it's true. I think a lot of people associate a shot timer as something that an advanced shooter has that they, you know, oh, when, when I get good enough or as I get more into this, maybe then I'll get the shot timer. But we have to understand the, the, the reason the shot timer helps you improve as a shooter, whether it's our shot timer or someone else's, is because you you can't improve what you don't measure, Yep. quite frankly. And ac accuracy is very easily measured. We can go to the range, we shoot, we see holes in the paper. And it's like that's either close to the X or it's not. But speed is not that simple. You you need a shot timer. The metronome won't do it, as we already discussed, right? So you need a shot timer to execute that. And it, I would think of it this way, like, let's say you are a very pristine athlete. You're in the NFL. You play for an NFL pristine. team. I like it. Prestige. You like that better? Pristine. You're a serious I like elite? It. Elite. We'll I want elite. to be pristine. What does okay, pristine fine. look like? You're an elite athlete <laughs> and you're in the NFL. Do you think when you go do, when you hit the gym and do your workouts, because you're an elite athlete, do you not keep track of how much you bench or how many reps you were able to do in the squat rack? Heck no. You keep track of all that crap. You write it down. You write down the weight. You write down how many reps you did. You probably have someone else doing it for you because you're making millions of dollars. But you <laughs> you write all that. It's all recorded. And someone has is, is, is created a very specific workout schedule for you. But if you're a brand new athlete, Right. If you if you know if you just barely got your gym membership and you just want to drop some pounds or get you know ready for a marathon or something, do you think it's any less valuable to you to measure what you do, to measure where you're at so that you can improve it? It's not. It's not any less value. You you can't hire a personal trainer. And, and have that personal trainer not measure your current place where you're at and then measure every single little thing you do to improve and then measure you again to see progress over time. It's the only way to improve. So a shot timer is is critical for that. I don't know how else to to, to put that. If, if I go to the range and I say, and I, I you know, I'll, I got to have a benchmark. So most, most shooters I, I find, at least serious shooters, have some sort of series of drills, one, two, or three or more that they do on a regular basis. And those are kind of like their benchmark drills, right? These are the ones that they, they really use to measure. Where, Riley, give me two drills that you, you do all the time. What are some of your benchmark drills? A build drill for sure. Build drill and... And, and lately, uh, oh man, fast drill. 
would be another one. Fast drill. Okay, so for or those of you who have no fast, idea, what, it's, a, it's really the fast test. Yeah, for those of you who have no idea what that is, that's okay. That's really not the point. Yep. Um, and you can go Google those or find them on our website. And, and one of them is on the DVD. We'll ship you if you buy the timer. But anyway, yep. that's not the point. The point is every serious shooter has these benchmarks that they use to gauge where they're at. So uh, whether it's every single time I go to the range or it's just on on relative frequent basis, I'm going to run my benchmark drills, my test drills. Cops that do this. They have a qualification. They have to do once a month or once a quarter or once a year, whatever it is. Uh, FBI and uh, f- federal law enforcement officers have to do it too. They, they just call it a shooting qualification. But all of us, we, ha- we have to judge where I am now, and then we have to measure all the workouts we do and then retest to see if we've gotten better. Mm-hmm. That's what's required, and it all has to be done in the contest of accuracy, but if you don't have the shot time, you're not measuring speed, in which case all your other measuring is worthless in my world. It's when, well, it's I guess not worthless. It's just not, it's just not helpful to really grow as a shooter. So you need the benchmark, and then you need to measure the data, and then you need to improve. And I'll take this moment to make a really quick shameless plug. Thus, the single greatest feature that separates the range tech shot timer from all the other shot timers on the market, all of them, the one big thing that this does that none of the other ones do is it allows you to save all of your data for later review. Okay, so you you run however many strings of fire, you uh, you go to your phone, you have the app open, you hit save. If you it'll it'll prompt you if you want to take pictures of your targets and save it along with that data, you can. It saves up to our secure online database, and then you can review that later from the app or from your computer when you get home. So if in Riley's case, the build drill, he can go to the range, run the build drill, save it. He maybe he runs it four times because he you know does that kind of thing, and then you'll save it to the cloud. And then he comes back a week later, he runs build drill four more times and he can check. He can check the times, the split times, the total times, the accuracy, because he has the picture of his targets. He can compare it to last week. He can compare it to the week before that. And that's how improvement is done. And there's no other shot timer on the market that allow you to save that data. This is why so many people go to the range with a shot timer and a notebook. They're, they write down everything so they can improve. Well, you don't, if you have the shot, the range check shot time, you just don't need to write that down. And you have all that data at your fingerprints, at your finger, at your fingerprints, at your fingertip anytime you're near an internet connected device. So that's another shameless plug. Make sure you go to concealedcarry.com forward slash timer bonus. Concealedcarry.com forward slash timer bonus. T I M E R B O U B O N U S, no spaces. And uh, place your order before the end of the week and sooner is better. So you can make sure you get yours by Christmas. Yeah. Concealedcarry.com forward slash timer bonus. Um, okay, uh, what's next, Jacob? Dry fire. So this is another common question. We got a ton mm. of questions here, and I'm picking this one just to prove that I'm not I'm not all about the man because this is not a way to sell shot timers. Um, but the question we get a lot of questions to the effect of: Will a shot timer help me in dry fire? It's a great question. The answer so, is sort of. <laughs> what? I was going to say the answer is sort of, but we'll see what you were going to say. Oh, um, the answer is yes. Definitively yes. Jacob will say sort of, but I will I'll say, say yes, but not the way you might think. How about that? Right, right, right. Okay, so here's the thing. A lot, so a lot of the questions that came in were, well, can I use this with my gun and dry fire? Like, will it pick up the little click, you know, as my striker or my hammer, hit, you know, drops when I press the trigger? It won't do that. Okay, unfortunately. All right, I'm sorry to inform you of that. Um, but that's not necessarily what I use a shot timer for. So, so l- let me uh, explain something here. Uh, when we go to the range and we set something up, we set up, say a drill. Let's say build drill. Let's just keep using. Let's keep it simple. Let's do a build drill. 
Again, that's seven yards. Uh, I like to use an eight-inch circle target. Six shots, okay? Uh, when I go to the range and I set up the shot timer and I run that drill, I take my time. That's a record of what my current capabilities are. In that context, I'm not using a shot timer to get better. The shot timer doesn't do anything to help me get better. It's simply measuring data and telling me where I currently am. How can a shot timer help you get better? Well, a shot timer can be used as a tool to give us benchmarks. And, and a great place of, of where we can do that is in dry fire sessions. So here's one way that we can use a shot timer. On my shot timer, I've got, I've got the shot timer here. I've got my app pulled up. Uh, I'm going to stop trying to get this, you know, exposure right of my screen so you can see what I'm doing. But just I'm going to walk you through what I'm doing here. I'm going into the settings. I'm going into the timer settings, and I am putting a par time. Okay, so I've I've put a par time, and let's say I am working on. Let's just say I'm working on draw. Okay, it's a very simple thing, and let's say that uh, maybe I don't even know what my current draw speed really is. Well, go to the range and find out if you're able to do that. If you're not, well, maybe start with a generous par time. Let's say two seconds. So I'm going to set a par time for two seconds. Now listen to this. I'm going to hit the, the, the uh, button on the timer. There's the first beep. There's the second beep. Did you hear that? That was a two-second space of time. So I've, I've got a part time of two seconds. So take your shot timer, put a part time of two seconds, and th this is sort of a, you know, you got to be honest with yourself. Uh, you, you know, honesty is the best policy sort of thing. Like you got you to gotta be honest with yourself and say, okay, I'm going to hit the shot timer. And I've drawn my gun out. And I just literally did that. And by the way, I have my gun here and it's, it's not loaded. Okay. Just trust me on that. Um, and I have to ask the question, did I get the gun out of the holster? Did I get it on target and was able to press that first shot, the trigger? And did I get that done before the second beep went off? And it's either yes or no. Like, mm -hmm. you should know. Maybe it was really close. And if it's close, that's okay. All right. All right. So that was pretty easy for me to do. Okay. So I'm, I'm clearly better than two seconds. But let me back it off to, say, 1.5. All right. Let's run it again. Oop. Hang on. It's not beeping. That's weird. It was just beeping a second ago. Stand by. There it goes. <laughs> oh, now it's catching up to all of our... Um, yeah, we had some kind of connectivity issue there. Okay, here we go. Yeah, that's, that's one, one and a half. half seconds. See that? So, so th this is how I would use a shot timer in dry fire. I would set par times for commonly performed tasks like drawing your gun to your first shot or performing a reload or, um, I don't know, maybe it's getting into a different position. Like, let's say you want to time getting from a seated position to a standing firing position. You know, that's that, that kind of thing. For me, it's most useful with draw and reload times. Okay. And I'm for reload, I'm just, I'm hitting the, the timer and I get that beep. And on the beep, I start on target with my gun. And when I hear the beep, I hit my mag release, I grab my spare mag, I put the new mag in the gun, and the goal is to get it done within that 
that established part-time. And then in that way, you do a whole bunch of repetitions. So let's say I do 10 reps at one and a half second draw. And let's say I start getting it consistently. So now set it to 1.4, set it to 1.3. And you just continually keep pushing yourself a little bit faster, a little bit faster and see if you can get it done. The thing is, the more reps you do, you're going to eventually get there. At least that's the idea. All right, and so that's yeah. how a shot timer can be used in dry fire situations through the use of part times to help you get better mm-hmm. at home. And most most shot timers, you know, the idea of setting a part time on a shot timer is not unique to the range tech shot timer. As far as I'm aware, every shot time I've ever picked up has the ability to set a part time. Um, I do think, of course, ours is the easiest to use. Uh, because instead of you know having some little tiny screen on your shot timer that looks like a 1970s calculator and pushing a bunch of buttons to try and set your part time, it's a you know you're using an app on your phone, which is really easy to navigate. But again, I'm a little biased, so yeah, using a part time to time yourself and set some standards in which you have to you know run certain drills and dry fire is a great tool. I saw a couple comments here, and and this is also a question that we saw a lot in the questions that were submitted to us. So I'm going to answer this one next, and that question is, well. You know, what about the apps? Can I just download an app, you know, and, and just do it that way? And nice we see a, tone there, whatever that oh, was. Like that was a, a that wasn't related that was to the shot timer, was it? No, that was someone <laughs> just sent me money on PayPal. So Ooh, I like money. Yeah, I like money too. So <laughs> anyway, the, the, that's the question. We get this question a lot because a lot of people know. Uh, and if you don't know, you can go find these. Like, I'm not afraid to tell you that you can go into the app store or you can go into Google Play and you can find standalone shot timer apps, right? Our app is not a standalone app. Our app works with a piece of hardware you buy from us. But you can find standalone shot timer apps that in theory, all on their own, using the microphone and the speaker on your your phone, on your device, will operate as a shot timer. Uh, but, <laughs> but, and this is only in part because I'm biased, but it's also just frankly true. <laughs> and anyone who's ever used these things with any consistency better come to my rescue in the comments right now because they all suck. And it's not that the apps suck. They can be programmed very well. And and if I thought that they could be good, we would have just done that as a company. I promise you. We would have just made an app and competed with all the other apps out there. Um, But the problem is that they are limited by the hardware of the device. Right. The if you have downloaded a shot timer app to your phone and you're using the the onboard microphone and the onboard speaker of your phone, then your shot timer is only as good as your microphone is sensitive and as your speaker is loud. And unfortunately, no mobile device has good enough hardware, speaker and microphone specifically, to act as a functioning, reliable shot timer. They all suck. Yeah. Yeah. That- that's I've tried, I don't know, three or four different of these shot timer apps and haven't been happy with any of them uh, in the live fire environment. There, there's actually one that I still have on my phone that until we got the Range Tech uh, Bluetooth shot timer all you know developed and ready to go, uh, uh, it's still on my phone. I just haven't I haven't used it in a while because I don't need to because I, I use this now to replace it. But um, but there was one I used strictly for dry fire. For you know the the example I just gave of how I would use a dry uh, shot timer in dry fire practice sessions, uh, that's why I had the app. That was the whole reason I had the app. But it it didn't work at, a, at well at all on the range. Uh, did you want to do more questions or? I know I know we've been in here for a little while. We're coming. I think we're over the hour, but I think we do about need an, to get to a couple about more an questions. Hour and ten minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think. I know this is a little bit of a generic question, but we have it highlighted here because a lot of people asked a question just to this degree. Why is it important to use a shot timer? I mean, that 
I see like four of them. How to get max benefit from timer. Why would a shot timer help me be more accurate? Why should I use a shot? You know, just tons of questions about why shot timer. And, in, and Riley, in fact, do you have that graphic from the survey data that shows how many people have a timer? Oh, uh, if you give me a second, I will get it. I did yeah. not preload go, that one. Go get that data. Go get that shot, that, uh, that graphic. So we, we had a lot of people, we, we've now had over basically 2,500 people uh, take a survey in which we asked, do you have a shot timer? And I would love, you know, if you're, if you're listening to this right now, you should totally guess what percentage of people have a shot timer because Riley's about to share the data with us. But you might, you might, you know, assume and you'd be accurate if you did that less than half of people have one. And, and that's the question is that clearly the, the industry as a gun industry, we've sucked at helping people understand the value of a shot timer. Here's the graphic from, from Riley. Okay. So here you go. 85.6% of respondents in the most recent survey we ran said, no, they do not own a shot timer. The last survey we ran, we had 2,500 total respondents and it was a similar number. It was like 82 or 83%. So you're basically 85% of people say they don't have one. And these are people who follow the Concealed Carry podcast. These are people who buy product from ConcealedCarry.com. These are defensive-minded shooters that are somewhat serious to some degree, right? But yet, despite that, only about 15% of people have a shot timer. So it would seem natural that we would get a lot of questions from people for today's broadcast that are simply as simple as, why do I need one? Yeah. Well, uh, can I... Can I uh I'm going to back up just a little bit. I'm going to answer that question, but there is one other thing I wanted to touch on real quick because you you read an example of a question that said, how will it help me get more accurate? And I wanted to make sure that I'm clear on this. A shot timer will not help you get more accurate. A shot timer has nothing to do with accuracy. We have to be clear about that. And, and we have, frankly, I just have to be honest. A shot timer will do nothing for you with accuracy. All right. So what will it do and why is it important? A shot timer, I've given some examples already. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can use it to push yourself to go to go a little bit faster, to start pushing yourself in your own personal limits of your own personal human performance. Um, that's that's why we use a shot timer. We a shot timer is important because particularly in the you, Chances are you listen to our podcast because you're interested in concealed carry. <laughs> concealed carry, we do, we do because we're probably defensive oriented in some fashion. In defensive contexts, speed is a relevant factor. It's not the only important factor, but it is a very important and relevant factor. Absolutely. There are certainly situations where people just are not able to perform. Here's one of the things, though. Uh, chances are most of you have never been involved in a real-life shooting. And so you don't yet really know what that's going to be like for you. If, if it does, in fact, one day happen. Uh, but here's what I can tell you based on study, based on research, based on video evidence, you know, all this stuff, okay? That's, there's a, there, and, and the fact is, in this day and age, we have access to so much more information about these things than we ever have. What I can tell you, though, is if you have never really pushed yourself, meaning that you've kind of amped yourself up, you've you've put more pressure on yourself, you've increased uh, the, the stress level, the adrenaline, all that stuff, uh, the first time you experience drawing a gun and using it under pressure, under stress, you're probably going to fall apart. 
Okay, because you just have never experienced it. You, you've probably spent most of your time working on shooting mostly accurately. You've probably sp- spent most of your focus and attention on that accuracy component, but very little on actually mastering control of the gun in all situations. And to me, that's what speed is all about. Because when we introduce speed, then we start in we we create that opportunity for things to break down and fall apart. Jacob, you've seen me demonstrate in classes where I I, I ask the students, I say, because um, we we you know after we've talked to them about grip and trigger and all these different things, I say, now look, you don't actually have to have a perfect grip, a perfect stance, a perfect really anything to hit this bullseye at seven yards. And they're like, "Eh." one time slowly, right? You know, and I show them and I like have a crappy grip on the gun, hardly holding on to it. But because I work that trigger very carefully and I, you know, and I generally keep it pointed on the target. Well, that's where the bullet goes. And I hit what I'm trying to hit, but I'm going slow and I'm taking my time. And then you try to do that fast and it's all going to fall apart. Right. And so, so the, the fact is that we, we, there, there's a lot of shooters out there. Frankly, some of you listening to the sound of my voice right now are way overconfident in your current level of skill. And the reason why is because you go to the range, you go through a box or two of ammo, you hit the target, you hit the bullseye, you spend most of your time focusing on accuracy because you have no, you have no way of really, like, like I said, the, the speed side of things is just smoke in the air. Because you have no idea. You don't know what what to compare it to. You don't have any way of measuring it even. And so you go to the range, you practice, and you hit what you you generally hit what you're aiming at, and you go, wow, I'm doing pretty good. You are overly confident in your ability to draw and use that gun in a self-defense encounter. That's just a fact. Because you've not pushed yourself. Pushing yourself for speed means challenging yourself in such a way that you are learning and developing skills relative to mastering control of the gun. And that means maintaining control through fast strings of fire, through multiple strings of fire, through, you know, working the trigger quickly. You know, I, I just went through this class with Mike Seekland and Rob Latham, and they talked uh, a number of times about the importance of either prepping the trigger or accelerated pressing through the trigger. And learning the difference between the two is really critical. But there's no need to learn that that difference if you're not actually pushing yourself. That accelerated pull never comes into the picture. So you, chances are you probably spend most of your time practicing a, a prepping of the trigger. But when you're going fast, there's just no reasonable way to actually properly prep a trigger to shoot accurately because you're actually going fast. Again, those two factors are kind of opposite ends of the spectrum. So you see what I'm getting at? Speed is a relevant factor. And it's something that you need to measure, as Jacob, you just so well explained and how important that is. You need to measure it so that you can see what your current skill level actually is, and then you work to get better. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to try and say... Sorry, I went on for a while. No, you're fine. I'm going to try and say it differently, or maybe I'm saying something different entirely. And, and again, this is you don't need a shot timer to induce stress. Uh, necessarily. I mean, it's it's one way. You do need a shot timer to measure 
you know, speed that, that that's kind of what a shot timer does. It measures the speed, right? But you don't need it to induce stress. I mean, you can, there's lots of ways to induce stress, but, but here's, here's the point. And you know, the title of this, this show today is become faster and more accurate shooter. And you might be thinking, well, this has all been about speed. What does that have to do with accuracy? Well, th- if you don't understand the answer to the question, you're missing it. You're missing it because they, they go hand in hand. We've had a, we had a comment here from a live viewer, and this is a person who generally watches our show, and so I, I hope they won't mind if I, I pick on them a little bit. But they said something about, you know, I can hit a super small, you know, I don't remember what they said, so like a one-inch bullseye at 30-something yards, you know, with what and, – and, and that's that's all good and fine. But the point is we use speed and stress generally to draw out shooting deficiencies. That's what an instructor does. An instructor applies stress – to cause you to break down, to identify where and how you break down, right? And that that's kind of the point here is if you are a person who is, goes to the range with some regularity and you, you shoot a couple box of ammo at the target and you, then you go home, that's great. You've, you've, identi- you, you've built some degree of skill and you're maintaining that skill that you've developed. But what you don't know is where you fail. You don't, you don't have a diagnosis mechanism to find out what you need to do to get better. Uh, you you need to apply stress, whether that's making yourself go faster or other means of stress, like physically induced stress, you know, do a bunch of jumping jacks or, you know, have, you know, being in a competition or whatever it does. Um, but if, when you apply stress, you uh, then start to break down. You, your, your deficiencies become manifest because it, to, to your point, Riley, when you were talking about the demonstration you often do in our classes, it's just not that hard to slow fire accurately. But when you find out real quickly where your skills break down when you apply stress. And so that, that's the point. We want everyone to be a faster, more accurate shooter. But in order to do that, you must apply stress so that you can find out where your deficiencies exist. I'll give you a personal example. I'll just tell a, a self-incriminating story real quick. Um, I have, uh, you know, like most shooters, frankly, I have an anticipation problem, but mine's pretty manifest. But I, I'm pretty good at controlling it. Like I, right now, my current skill level is such that if I'm focused on the trigger manipulation, I cannot. I, I can do a pretty good job of a smooth trigger press, and I can hit what I'm aiming at, and I can I can do it with pretty good consistency. But if if you start stacking a lot of things on me, like you know. I really feel like I want to beat Riley's time on this last drill and I have to do target transitions and I have to go from big target to bit to small target and I have to move. If I'm doing a really complex string of shooting, then probably eventually somewhere in the course of that, that drill, my anticipation comes back out, right? I start to jerk that trigger and I start to miss again and I see it and I feel it and I'm like, ah, crap. And I know I did it, and, and, but that's what's happened is I've put enough stress on me. I forced myself to do en- enough things differently that a deficiency of my se- of mine has manifest itself. And every time I manifest a, def- a deficiency, it tells me what I need to go train to become a better shooter. It tells me what I need to go practice to become a better shooter. And that's what we want for everyone who's listening to this is for you to have an opportunity to do that. Now, the shot timer, obviously, yeah, with this – we would not have this topic today if we weren't selling shot timers this week. So you can call it an infomercial if, if you want. The shot timer does allow you to measure where you're at, measure your practice, and then measure improvement. And we do think it's a critical and important tool. But ultimately, the big point here is you need to discover your deficiencies if you're going to fix them. And the way to do that is to add the other dimension to your shooting, and that dimension is to some degree, along with other things, speed. Yep, yep. 
you know, again, I just want to reiterate, uh, we've used the build drill a couple times as an example. Um, if you do not have a shot timer currently, because I saw a comment, I think Mitch, who's our social media manager, and he's been, you know, answering questions and dropping some comments and things here and there. Uh, I think he was responding to somebody when he said something about, you know, you can you can still run the same drills uh, even if you don't have a shot timer. Uh, you're just not going to be able to record or or keep track of the data. You know, you sure. And, and and what he said there is is very true, and this illustrates why a shot timer is so important with respect to a build drill. Okay, so all right, build drill seven yards, six shots. You draw, draw. you fire, right? Yeah. Let's say you don't have a shot timer. So you just draw and you just take your six shots. You chances are most of the time you will get those six shots because you're not really being pushed. Now you can intentionally try to push yourself, that's fine, but but the ch- chances are you're probably getting all those six shots. And so you shoot the build drill and you get done and you go, "Okay, what did I learn from that?" Well, I learned I can hit that target six times from 7 yards. Okay. Do it again. And so you do it again and you do it again and you do it again. And the result's probably going to be most of the time, nine out of ten times, the same. But what do you what are you actually getting out of that? You you get very little value out of that. Uh at least if you're if you're if you're even remotely interested in being able to do it somewhat quickly, you're getting very little value until you can actually start seeing what your time was. Because when someone just so so to my point, Mitch said he was responding again that that you can run the same drills without a shot timer, but you're really missing out on a lot because you're probably going to shoot those at a pace that you are comfortable with. And when we introduce that that time-induced stress, you start pushing yourself a little bit. And you hear this a lot of times when you watch people shoot build drill. Their, their, their drill goes like this. Beep, bang, 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 bang. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was actually seven shots. Like they, they gradually go faster, and and the, psychologically we do that because we realize, oh, I'm being timed. Like, oh, this is going pretty well. I think I can go faster, and they and so we go a little bit quicker and a little bit quicker as we're going through that string. Uh, when you watch someone that already knows, you know, already has confidence in their current skill level, they do the build drill, they draw, and it goes bang, 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 bang. You know, there's there's no question, there's no hesitation. You know, they know what they got to do. Uh, you know, so so to my point. One of the point I'm trying to make again is that you you need this component if you're going to develop as a shooter both the accuracy and the speed side of the equation. And it's not just about getting faster for competitions. It's not. There's a lot of value. And here's the thing. You know, some people will be like, well, competition shooters, they're over in this, you know, arena and defensive shooters over in this arena. They, you know, two, like you don't want to do that competition stuff. It gets you killed in the streets. Um, I know a lot of world-class elite shooters that th- the, the reality is they get into shooting competition because it pushes them to be better than they currently are. And being better at shooting than you currently are getting better is a good thing because shooting skill is just shooting skill. And that's really what we're talking about today. We're not talking about tactics. We're not talking about decision-making. We're just talking about getting better as a shooter and better overall skills. A shooter means that you have an increased ability to make the decision. Like your, your brain is freed up. You're not thinking about what you're doing with the gun. You're not thinking about the shooting. You're just making decisions in the hands and the fingers 
are responding in the eyes are responding to the decision that you're making. Increased skill increases your ability to perform well under stress, not just because we're simulating stress with a shot timer, but because your shooting skill is actually better. That's why it's important. And I'm done. Signing out. Drop. Mic drop. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and answer one more question, and then we might have to wrap this up. And I'm 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 going to take a co- I'm going to cop out on this question, but I'm going to do my best. There's a ton of questions in here. I just kind of as you were talking, rather I was reviewing all these questions, the 400 something of them. There's a ton of questions about what drill. Tons of questions here about what drills do we recommend for this? What drills do we recommend for that? Um, and <laughs> the short answer is, you know, Riley and I are, fa- are and I are fans of a, of a book called Life Fire Drill Cards because it's just a good collection of drills. Right now, if you buy that book, it's got 45 drills in it. And the re- what the reason we're selling this week, one of the bonuses with the Shot Timer is, is is this DVD, this video training program, is for that reason. It has 15 drills in it. And those 15 drills, not all 15 are our 15 favorite drills, but it's a very well-rounded collection of drills. Um, if you run those 15 drills, you're going to perform reloads. You're going to do a lot of draws. You're going to shoot one-handed in several of those drills. It's very well-rounded to helping you build various skills. Um, one of those drills does not require a shot timer in my dad. It's, it's just a slow-fire, um, you know, effective distance drill. So anyway, I, I, I hope that's helpful. You can also go to is it what's the what's the website Todd Green's website pistol something pistol dash training.com pistol dash training.com has a good collection of drills also our app not the range tech shot timer app but our the concealed carry gun tools app you can go in there and I think we have a collection of 30 drills in the training section that explains what the drill is how to break it down what areas 45. of skill there's 45, 45. In there. mm-hmm. we have all 45 in there. so as you can go in there you can see what skills it focuses on how to set up the drill what kind of targets are required how to run the drill it's all there free and our app is free it has no ads in it so if you're if for all you ask questions about what drill I would encourage you to go check out those resources um, that's the best we can do to answer so many of those questions that were very similar um i think i think we're basically going to wrap it up i'm going to just give you one last thought here there's two things you need to remember if you're interested in buying the shot timer okay there's there's well there's more than two but there's two things you probably should write down or these are like very specific things you need to have and and if i was in if i was listening to this and i thought i really want my wife or i really want my significant other or i really want my brother to buy me this for christmas then these would be the two things you need to give to that someone, okay, so that they can go do this for you and take advantage of all the bonuses and, and freebies, okay? First, the website concealedcarry.com forward slash timer bonus. No spaces, T-I-M-E-R-B-O-N-U-S. Concealedcarry.com forward slash timer bonus, okay? You need that this website. Thing, it's flashing on the screen. It's flashing that. on the screen. That's oh, wait, fancy. they probably couldn't miss that because it's been up there for like an hour. <laughs> well, they could miss it if they're listening to the audio podcast. True, true, true. Okay, so consultcare.com forward slash timer bonus. That's the first thing you need to know. You yep. need to get there. And you need, the date. You this. If you want all the freebies, you need to place this order by 11.59 p.m. Mountain Time this Friday, December 13th. But I would encourage you to move as quickly as you can because the first 250 orders uh, or shot timers sold, I should say, uh, will be shipped before Christmas. And we're coming up on the 200 mark in terms of numbers that have been sold so far. So move yep. very quickly. And I'm cranking them out. Yeah, Riley's, Riley's in the manufacturing <laughs> business. We make these ourselves. This is not <clears throat> shipped out to China or even some third party here in the US. Here's the next and last thing I'll remind you, you need to remember. You need to remember that once the order is placed, take that emailed receipt that we send you with the automated you know, receipt that shows you've, your order is complete and forward that email to podcast at concealedcarry.com. Doing that gets you one more free bonus. 
Okay. So let me wrap, let me kind of make it clear. When you go to consultcare.com forward slash timer bonus, you get the free, you or free nothing. <laughs> you give us $74.99. You get the shot timer. You get the free power bank, the recharge, the portable power charger for a phone or shot timer or whatever you feel like charging with it. You get the free DVD handgun training drills, volume one. It's got drill, you know, 15 really good drills on it. And then if you forward the email to podcast at concealcarry.com, you also get the free tactical pen. Okay. It, that's a pretty good deal. And when you place your order, I'll also just give you a heads up that you're going to have the opportunity if you want to add to your order, a little mini tripod with a phone mount and a uh, carrying p- pouch in case Retail value of these three items together is about 70 bucks. As soon as you place your order, we ask you if you want to add this to your order for an additional $34.99. That's a pretty dang good deal. Uh, I know pouches like this that sell for more than $34.99 by themselves, and they don't come with tripods and phone mounts. And this is a really convenient thing that you can use with your with your shot timer. So consultcare.com forward slash timer bonus. Get your order in before the end of day Friday. Get Take advantage of your free power bank, your free DVD. Forward the email to podcast at concealcarry.com to get your free uh, tactical pen. And then it, you'll be presented with the option if you want to to add the pouch, the tripod, and the phone mount. All right. Now, we got to pull We got to pull our winners. Riley, is there anything else you wanted to add before we pick our winners? No, I think I've got it all out there, you know, as far as my thoughts on the subject. And uh, hopefully somebody listening out there got got something out of this. I, I, I'm guys, I've been really enthused by some of the, the comments that I've seen come in. Uh, some of you have uh, you know, get, told us that you appreciated uh, the stuff you've learned in the show today, that it's been a good, great show. And I, I have to agree. I think it's been a, a pretty good show. So uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, many of you have been hanging around uh, for us to pick some winners and I'm very excited to do that now. So uh, yeah, well, let's do it, Jacob. Do we do targets or do we do the uh, rifle kit first? We save the best for last, of course. All right, so you're saying the targets are not as good. <laughs> well, a three hundred whatever dollar rifle kit <laughs> or sixty bucks worth of targets. Okay, okay, okay. Um, <laughs> and, and by the way, these are targets that we manufacture. We're real big fans of these targets. They're adhesive, uh, so you can stick them on stuff. You don't need to bring a stapler, or you don't need to bring masking tape to the range they're also reactive so when you shoot them you can see your shots really well they're just really they're just really good targets uh so we're going to pull the winner of the targets first yep must be present to win Uh, i have a list here of of names of people who have been on the show Uh, it's possible that i might pick this name and then you just disconnected like 30 seconds ago so we will ask that you comment if you if we call your name just comment and say i'm here to confirm that you're present must be present to win okay and uh, here we go. So Got first, let's... hold on, hold on. I have the machine gun drum roll. Oh, the machine gun drum roll. Okay, do, yeah. do your do your thing. You ready for this? I'm ready. Can you handle it? <laughs> Are you asking if I can handle some noise? <laughs> it's a long drum roll. All right, the winner. Of the 60-pack of self-adhesive reactive targets, B29 insert targets, is... Sorry, I should have like hit the button in time, but my web is still low. Okay, here it is. Jared Wayne, uh, Jared Wayne Holmes. How about that? Sweet. So, so Jared Wayne Holmes, I'm thinking, I'm guessing he's still here because he's very little uh, listener slash watcher. Yeah, nice applause, dude. That's yeah. pretty good. 
That, that's for Jared. Congrats, Jared. All right, Jared. So comment, make uh, confirm that you're here if you would. And uh, there's often a little delay. So, you know, you may not have heard this yet, but as soon as we, you hear and you type in, you got the targets. If we don't see, see a comment here in a minute, we will, we'll have to pick a new winner. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's, uh, we're, there now he is. is time for the, did he he says, I'm still here. Thanks guys. I'm still here. Sweet. All right. So Jared, good to go, dude. You got yourself 60, a hundred pack of the targets, which is worth about 65 bucks. Those yep. are good targets. I'm a now, fan. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I'm just saying I like those targets. They're good targets. Yeah, they are great targets. Yes. <laughs> Rifle kit. Rifle kit. I, I I can I can tell already. Those that are with us still, you know, they're out there. This is what's going on right now. They're. Come on, pick the rifle kit. Pick the rifle kit. <laughs> <laughs> you and your sound effects. Okay. I, I have them here. I got to find excuses to use them. <laughs> oh, sure. Go for it. It's fun. Okay. Here we go. So the rifle kit, I'm hitting the big button here. Wow, that lasts forever. This time, though, I was prepared. So the winner of the Palmetto State Armory AR-15 rifle kit, everything you need to build an AR except for the lower, the lower receiver, is gene mulcahy 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 m-u-l-c-a-h-e-y mulcahy i'm pretty sure gene congratulations to you you are the winner fancy both gene and jared gene and jared both if you will send an email to podcast at concealedcarry.com along with your preferred shipping address that would be the best way for you to claim your prize gene we do need you to comment and just confirm that you're here did i say that already i don't think i well, he just commented a moment ago, but I don't think he is. Uh, there he is. He just okay. just now. Cool. All right. So, Gene, that's official. He was here. So, congratulations both to Gene and Jared. Make sure you send us an email, podcast at concealedcarry.com. Thank you to all of you who listen to the podcast. Thank you to all of you who have already placed your order for a shot time. We're very appreciative of your business, and we're confident it will make you a better, more accurate, and faster shooter in 2020. That's right. You got it. Congrats, everybody, for being here with us today and sticking through it all with us. Uh, we hope you got something of value out of today's episode. Uh, again, just one last call out, concealedcarry.com forward slash timer bonus. Make sure you get after it because the time is fast going away. With a couple more days left of the sale. Uh, by sale, meaning that the, 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 the price of the shot timer is going to remain the same post-sale. It'll be $74.99. But you'll miss out on all the bonuses. You'll miss out on the training DVD, the handgun shooting drills. You'll miss out on the battery pack. You'll miss out on the tactical pen if, if you guys want to take advantage of that as well. By the way, I see some of you have already been sending us those emails. I've been seeing them pop up on the screen here. So some of you are all over it. Way to go. Well, thanks again for joining us for another episode of the Concealed Carry Podcast. Uh, we'll be back here Thursday. By the way, I want to I want to tease Thursday's episode a little bit. I'm really excited about this coming episode because after two years, I tried to get him on a while ago, but uh, it didn't work out. But after two years now, we are gonna we were able to line up an interview. This will be a one of you know we've had a, a few of these episodes through the history of the podcast. Uh, people actually using. Deadly force to save themselves, to save their lives, to save their families, or in some cases, try to save their community. And that's a hint because on Thursday, we're going to interview Stephen Williford, the man that responded with his AR 15 to a vicious attack 
by another man using a similar weapon in Sutherland Springs, Texas. That's right. Stephen Wilf- Wilford will be with us on Thursday at noon Mountain Time as a special interview guest of the podcast. So I look forward to that and hope that you'll join me for that as well. So with that, a reminder to train right, train often, and train safe so you can fight hard, fight fast, and fight true. Take care. reminder that laws vary from place to place, and we encourage listeners to seek local legal advice to understand applicable laws. The Concealed Carry Podcast, Concealed Carry Inc., ConcealedCarry.com, and their affiliates strive to share insights and stories about firearm-related incidents and laws, but things could be different where you live, or laws may have changed by the time you listen to this. We cannot be held liable for your actions based on the information shared in this podcast.